Bohehe, Buiho, Heho, Bohehe, Hoi, 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 Come on, come on, Bohehe, Boy, Brandon, laugh. Bohehe, Bohehe, Brandon, that's with a Joker laugh. Ha, ha, Whoa. Yeah, that was truly spooky, everyone. That's right. Halloween-a-thon is back. Our second annual Halloween-a-thon. That I means... was working in the lab. I was working on the trolley when I peeled off my foreskin in the trolley. Um, uh, that means every episode this month, all going to be Halloween-themed. We're going to line up some cool topics, maybe a guest or two. We'll see what, we'll, we'll see what happens, but it's going to be some fun stuff. Now... Thank you all for joining us on this episode. Episode 60 of Stacked. 6-0. Holy shit. That's a lot of episodes. Uh, and yeah, uh, today we are doing bleh, vampire movies. Yes, yeah. vampire movies. One of the most popular what? topics Wait, in what? cinema. One of the most popular no. topics in horror. Like a big iconic character, Dracula himself. Oh. Um, this has spawned many... Many, many types of vampires and subgenres within the the genre itself. So, like, guys, I just want to know, like, how did you decipher what are the most quintessential vampire movies? Brandon, what was your what was your method? I'm not gonna. This is this is this is can't. I can't do this. You can't do this to me. What? What do you what? mean? That's not the topic. Yes, it is. We prepare? talked about it last. You didn't prepare. What what topic did you think it was? See, <laughs> he's got it at the ready. What did you think? What did you think this was? Brandon, Brandon what are you doing hello. right now? Look look at me. You're looking at the floor right now. You're you 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 look like you're full of guilt. What are you doing? I'm talking to you. What are you, what's going on with you, man? What the hell? What? I Did think you not Brandon prepare for this week's sanity. episode? What the hell? I what? Think Brandon is doubting his sense of reality. Yeah, he's he's looking at me like a like a dog who just tore up a couch. He's not. He's just staring at the floor. <laughs> Brandon, what are you? What? How, what did you do to pick your vampire movies? We didn't do vampire movies. What are you talking about, Chris? Did we do vampire movies? Yeah, I picked out for vampire yes. movies this week. This is. This is horrendous. What? What is it? What? What is it? You're gaslighting me. Ah! <laughs> and that's the true topic of this week. <laughs> We're glad everyone gets to enjoy our little prank on Brandon. This week. Our little prank, our little Halloween trick on Brandon. Uh, that's right. We're actually doing gaslighting movies. This was um, this was a topic thought up by Chris. Uh, Chris, do you want to explain your reasoning for this interesting, this creative topic this week? Yeah, well, um, it actually didn't, like, come to mind that this was going to coincide with our Halloween themes, (laughs) but, um, in (laughs) honor of the hotly anticipated cinematic experience that is Dear Evan Hansen, for serious movie out there, that is Dear Evan Hansen. (laughs) Um, we really wanted to quote unquote honor the concept of gaslighting because that is exactly what that movie is about. Even we haven't seen it, but so we've heard. We're, so we've uh, heard. We're the play. We're aware of the yeah, play. Yeah, we are aware of the play and aware of the music and all that. But yeah, uh, we wanted to celebrate the opening of Dear Evan Hansen to the world. And what better way than celebrating the thing that it screws up the most gaslighting? Um, <laughs> You celebrate gaslighting. We're, yeah, yes, we celebrate it. gaslighting. Because um, it can be fun, yeah. right? It's a game. It's a game, right? <laughs> it is a game, yeah, sure. No, but like it's the more I thought about this topic, um, the more I realized that a lot of horror movies do handle gaslighting. So yeah, I thought it, like, it does sort of fit into like the Halloween time, you know? Lots yeah. of psychological thrillers. So Brandon, yeah, how did you really prepare for this? The actual topic <laughs> this week. 
<laughs> I was like, they're gaslighting me, but I don't know if this is purposeful or not. Because <laughs> I was like, I didn't fully read the text. All I saw was gaslighting. So I was like, did I miss the text that we? <laughs> <laughs> because <laughs> i woke up and i was like yeah okay we're doing it said or something <laughs> so um uh I, w- I went through my ranked list which i usually do for this and i go through every final stack that we've ever had list that ethan's gone through to make sure i'm not like double dipping and uh i'm looking through the the films that i'm searching for and i'm like what films do a good job at gaslighting the protagonists or the audience so does a filmmaker gaslight the audience into believing a certain thing like mismarketing a movie or whether or not like they they gaslight somebody before a twist happens or how they gaslight a protagonist who's like unwitting of what's going on. And I do want to honorable mention a film that I know it's early, but it's not going to be used because it was in a final stack. Yes. Um, I, I thought Mother would have been. Yes, for gaslighting. Yes. That was but that was a, also my number one. That came up like, in my mind as well. Yeah, I was like, "Damn it, we can't use that one because it's so good <laughs> and is like it is yeah. the most gaslighting movie there is." I think. Yeah. So rip mother, but rip that. That's how I but that would be like yeah. the bonus movie, you know? If you want to really yeah, watch yeah. a good gaslighting movie, we we're gonna come up with some good ones, but like that one is like that's the special one that we all share. Okay, uh, Chris, what about you? Since this is your topic, what kind yeah. of what kind of criteria did you f- figure into gaslighting? Well, for me, I, I really just wanted to kind of like pick out a variety of movies and kind of like highlight different genres that um might you know coincide with that concept. Um, yeah. kind of like Brandon, I also like did dive into looking into um a lot of the films that we have seen before and whatever, and like one of them that was like. Like, again, it's it's early in the episode, but I want to throw a special mention because uh, we have used this film before. I almost I wanted to choose Truman Show. Yes. That is a major oh. Gaslight movie. Oh, yeah. But, um, yeah. There, but, like, nonetheless, I was able to find a bunch that, like, really highlighted this idea of gaslighting. And it sounds really weird to me that we're talking about gaslighting so casually because this is a really, like, messed up thing that people do and it's not cool. Anyway, um. But yeah, I don't know. I really want to just kind of show off like different genres and just have fun with it. And that was my approach. What about Ethan, you, Ethan? Do you better come up with another honorable mention so we can have an honorable mention stack? <laughs> Shit. Um, another honorable mention. No, those are literally my two. Uh, did we ever choose Hot Fuzz? I don't know. Uh, that was one I considered, but maybe it'll show up this episode. We'll see. Um that was one I considered, but I don't remember if we picked that for a final stack or not. I think we did actually. Was it two thousand? No, I don't think. I'm it was. trying to think. I don't think we did, but I I do remember that being in my list, and I eliminated it for one reason or another. Yeah. But yeah, so I didn't. Um, it, maybe one of you guys did. So yeah, maybe we'll see. All right, let's get into our picks. But before that, let's talk about the rules of the show for all those unaware. Once a week, we set a topic or theme, go our separate ways to construct our own three-film stack. Then after a week, we come back here on the podcast and share our own stacks one film at a time. Then at the end of the show, we will mix and match our nine films to make the ultimate decision what quintessential three-film stack we are checking out of this hypothetical video. Stuart! Chris, you're up first for your topic this week, so let's hear your first gaslighting movie. So, um, honestly, I'm picking this movie just because um, I honestly just really want to talk about this movie because we haven't yet um and this movie is honestly really something special and i feel like we should honor it just as much as we do dear evan hansen what um so (laughs) i'm picking a film that we watched together very recently it's james wan's malignant whoa a new one okay are we gonna spoil this movie is that because it feels like really hard to talk about this one is a little like we it is pretty recent should we be spoiling this movie yeah, we, we let's. I, I can dart, I can dart around this one. We can throw. I think we can dart around it. I think we can. I think yeah, okay. we're we're really good film talkers, discussers. We're we can we can tiptoe around the spoilers because I think we can talk yeah. about the gaslighting. So Chris, go into okay. malignant. So, well, the thing for me about this movie is like there are ever so often a couple of films that come out 
every year that I am, I feel like I'm really there for the director. And this is definitely one mm-hmm. of them. And James Wan has such a unique filmography because his work as like this kind of like high concept formalist director spans so many different genres and styles. I mean, we're talking Saw, we're talking Conjuring, Insidious, but also we're somehow also talking Fast and Furious and Aquaman. And with this one, he is maybe, maybe not, but like he, some of his <laughs> most bold work is in Malignant. He really goes for it with this one. Um, and yeah, this movie to me feels like the birth child of all of the different characteristics of his work previously. Yeah. And, you know, we've talked about like how James Wan has, is such a master of camera direction. Like, yeah. I know, of course, like some people aren't too big on his fighting style, like the way he shoots combat scenes. Um, but like in this film and especially in any of his horror films, Brandon, we talked about this while we were watching the movie, but how he can instill so much meaning or like intensity in like the slightest camera movement. And he does that really well here, much like he does in any of his other horror films. Um, anyway, so I'm, I, I need to try and figure out how I'm going to say this, but like the, in this film, we have this let's just say evil thing going on and the world is gaslit into believing that and the, sorry, the woman there's gaslighting going on in relation to <laughs> some evil shit yeah I'm, do you guys know a better way to describe this yeah let, let me get let me take a crack at it so it's like you're right chris there's something there's an evil entity that's killing people you know you see that in the trailers right there's some evils like you don't know if it's like a spirit or something or some or like a monster or something like that and basically the whole movie is trying to figure out what it is and what its origin and you see through its main character that it it does have some sort of connection to her and she is constantly being gaslit about what that connection is right Mm-hmm. until she finally figures it out and when she does figure it out it's crazy when when we were watching this is such a good movie to watch with friends and like just a quintessential good horror date movie, movie. Good, yeah good date movie because you can like you can talk about you can talk about it the whole time good movie to watch at home you know the h i think this is one of the best movies that they've put out on hbo max like it suited the home and theater release date you know thing uh, because when we, we were talking about the whole time, we were like, oh, is it going to be this? Is it going to be this? And we all had our own separate theories about what this is, our own little gaslighting theories. And well, I don't want to say what they are, but in a way, all three of us were right. And that yeah. is, it's it's kind of crazy how right we were because they were so other. different, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. It's, and it's like, I think one thing that I really did admire about this movie, and I think a lot of people are talking about what the reason this movie is like getting a little bit of like talk is that this movie kind of found a way to marry, like to bring camp and horror together in synchronicity once again, which I feel like hasn't really been a thing in a long time, because I feel like we went through a phase and especially in the world of horror, but as, as a whole in the world of film that we were kind of like being very like direct with horror and not really kind of like jumping into the fun and silliness of it all at, you know, that you might've seen a little bit maybe in the late, maybe in the eighties ish, like with slasher films. But yeah, this movie's really fun and really exciting. Um, lots of twists and turns and it's fantastic. Brandon, do you have anything you want to add to Malignant? Yeah. I think it's a, a movie that is not afraid to take risks and that, I think we need properties like it to succeed. So if you haven't seen it, watch it, whether that be on HBO Max or in theaters, support the movie. Because like you said, like it brings camp back, but it's not a film that's afraid to do both. Because there are points in the film, I'd say like the first half hour after that intro are pretty, pretty chilling. Like James Wan is not bad at directing horrific sequences, but after a while it does start to get a little campy. And you can have fun with it. So, But it's not a film that you can't take seriously and can't enjoy for what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, we all equally enjoyed it, gave it the same star rating, which is very rare if you follow us online. Yeah. Um, but uh, it, it does bring back that fun. And honestly, I'm here for it. You know, it, it's 
it's a weird thing like you said it combines all of james wands's like styles of directing like his early start which is like low budget gore tastic cinema with his writing and producing of the saw films early on uh and then it combines his like psychological horrors of like the conjuring insidious movies of which are somewhat gaslighting movies as well and then you've got the action style because there's a little bit of action in this movie whether it's kind of a horror action that is shot like aquaman and it's like crazy how all three kind of work together in synchronicity like you said and yeah i i mean it's super good uh the onto the i for how it works for gaslighting uh, i didn't really think of it as that until you mentioned it like at the start of the episode and i was kind of thinking about it while you two were talking i was like yeah i guess that is kind of a form of gaslighting uh <laughs> it's just it's like you have to really think about it to get it not yeah, too it's not box, the most so. direct version of gaslighting but it's there and yeah so i think first, i first pick sorry no, no yeah go ahead i i think the film studios have become cowardly because they feel like every every movie has to take itself super seriously right mm-hmm. nowadays yeah and it's nice to see like they were like greenlit a project and let it go and said it can be what it is you know yeah. and like we don't have to take it too seriously and but you can if you want you're gonna enjoy it regardless so right yeah i think i think the future of this sort of creative uh energy in blockbuster films does rely on those directors who make billion dollar movies you know i i really do feel like it's up to them to they have the responsibility to now now that they have this reputation to make stuff that's truly ambitious you know and show people that like i don't know think that you can make weird stuff and have it be really good with a good budget you know i don't know malignant was just it was such a great surprise to me um yeah, ton of fun. All right, Brandon, let's go into your first gaslighting movie. All right, my first gaslighting movie. I we haven't talked about this one on the show before. Uh, I mm-hmm. don't. I I don't know if you guys have seen it. Let me check. I'm gonna leave you in suspense. I guess. I'm checking because I I want to be careful on what I say here because it's a fun movie. To not spoil for people. Uh, yes, Ethan's seen it. He didn't love it, but, you know, it's okay. Uh, it's The oh, Guest. I know what you're talking about. Starring, starring Dan guest. Stevens. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Tell us about The Guest. Chris, I, I don't think you've seen this. I've so, recommended this a ton, though. Yeah, Joey loves this movie. Um, the Guest follows Dan Stevens' character, who's basically like this mysterious figure who is like claiming to be a friend of this family and he comes to visit this house unannounced uh and like is gaslighting the family into believing that there is some sort of relationship with him and their i believe dead son and they're he's gaslighting them into believing like he's just an integral part of this person's life when maybe he's not and it sounds simple, but once it gets deeper into the movie, like there's more thriller elements to it. There's like this comedic horror aspect. And I think that's what the director, Adam Wingard, does best as like a genre shifting director. I think there's a lot of horror directors from the horror and thriller directors from the mid to late 2010s um, that kind of mix these feelings and tones a lot in their movies. Like you're looking at the Mike Flanagan's of the world with like uh i think he did like krampus um or maybe mike dot michael dog daugherty daugherty yeah yeah daughter uh those yeah those kind of directors who are like mixing genres and stuff and it's a really fun movie that capitalizes on this 80s nostalgia and it it's got that camp to it you know it's not for everyone uh it's very simple but it is a movie that plays a lot into the gaslighting and it's one of those movies that i remember when i saw really loving um i know ethan's got mixed feelings on this one so yeah i mean i thought the movie was okay um i think i was maybe my expectation expectations were a little too high because i know how much you and joey loved the movie um also we we got to be a little careful with our definition of gaslighting like the difference between gaslighting and just flat out lying you know um 
I feel like that's something we got to distinct. But I do think this is a gaslighting movie because it is like. It is manipulation to uh, to push forth a lie, you know? That's mm-hmm. really what gaslighting is. It's not just the lie itself. Um, right. And I do think, like, the the movie does a semi-good job of that. Um, like, I, I just don't think, like, the way Dan Stevens presents himself in this character in the movie, I, like, I, I sort of, I guess I, as the viewer, was never gaslit, you know? Um, well, I didn't. I wasn't saying that. I was saying for his character in association to the other. No, no, no. I'm, I'm not referencing. I'm just saying how I felt when I was watching the movie. Like I felt like I was supposed oh, okay. to be gaslit and on my toes to think about this dude's allegiance. But I sort of had this one view of him, and that was the correct view by the time the movie ended. You know, mm-hmm. um, and I was like, okay, cool. Uh, yeah, kind of. It is a cool throwback, low budget '80s. You know, uh. The set pieces are a little weird. Like, isn't it at like a Halloween dance? The the yeah. final act, and that's just like okay, that. that that was pretty eighties, and it did it did feel like it's kind of student filmy, but like you got to just brush that aside for a small budget film and just appreciate what it for it, it what it is for what it is, you know. And uh, yeah, it was, it was it was okay. Chris, have you heard about the guest? I have definitely heard about the guest. I've been recommending this movie a ton. Um, yeah, and like I fully believe that this is probably a very good movie. I just haven't gotten myself around to seeing it. Um, I did also just realize this director. I've seen two of his other films, but one of them I've hated, and another one I've felt violated by, but in like kind of a fun way. Let me explain. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> oh, I know so which the movie ones that they I are. Hated was his was his Netflix adaptation of Death Note. Death Note. Which oh. Ethan, the fact that you gave it two and a half, I can't believe it. <laughs> As someone who really appreciates anime too, I can't believe uh-huh. that you've done that. The, but, I, I watched this before uh, I was a weeb, okay? So maybe it would have changed, sure. all right? All right. And uh, the other one is Godzilla v. Kong. We've talked about that before. Um, anyway, yes. So the guest. I have no idea what this movie's about. I do know it's about like a soldier that um, like go like goes into like a family and whatever and like talks and like kind of just enters their lives in this way and something. But... Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know anything about this movie, but I I am definitely intrigued because the concept alone is kind of, like, I feel like that's the great thing about, like, a lot of these kinds of, like, psychological thriller horror-ish movies is that, like, their their pitch alone is always very intriguing. And I think this is also a great example of that. So I'm, I'm sold. Yeah. All righty. Cool. The Guest. Good gaslighting movie. All right. My first Gaslighting movie, neither of you two have seen, but I think you may have heard of it. It's a 1955 film. It's a French thriller directed by Henri-Georges Clouzot. It is a Diabolique. Uh, this is a pretty good movie because it, the gaslighting in this movie is kind of intense. Um, where So the movie's basically about uh, this woman and her husband sort of they run a school together and um, with the help of another woman, they, they, they murder him, right? Because they're kind of in an abusive relationship. She's just not happy. And she's like, I just, we got to just kill this dude. So sort of the movie is a, as a gaslighting plot to sort of cover up to where this principal to this all boys school really is, you know, this boarding home. Um, and that causes some suspense to see if these women are getting away with it or not. It brings up like discussions of, um, you know, of domestic <clears throat> domestic abuse, which is gaslighting. That's a great big factor of that, you know. But then I don't want to spoil anything. At the end, there's a an- the director adds another level of gaslighting that's just like makes it all the more layered and insane and um adds a bit of horror elements some maybe a little bit of supernatural you don't know like sometimes uh these women are so paranoid by their own gaslighting that they 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 think they're seeing things you know and that they're gaslighting themselves into believing one thing where it's really another um and it just made for a really cool film uh you know i the black and white 50s aesthetic really like drives into it like every frame is just oozing with like paranoia and anxiety over this this great lie that they're crafting and that they're trying to gaslight 
the people around him with. Um, and yeah, I just, I love movies when people are trying, where the, the plot of the movie is them trying to get away with something. And it's just them just by the skin of their boots trying to just like save themselves from it, you know? Um, and it's just, it's a really fun movie. Uh, very, it can be kind of creepy at times. And yeah, uh, Brandon, have you heard of this movie? I think you have. I think we talked about it once before. I've heard of it. Yeah. It's like, um, here's the thing, right? <coughs> it's like, I love the director. You know, I've seen him, I've seen his Wages of Fear movie, otherwise known for longtime stack viewers as Wages of Beer. No, The Waitress uh, of Beer. <laughs> the Waitress of Beer. Um, slap the poster on the screen. No, don't do that. You don't have to. I'm not doing um, that. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, and he's he's really good at making like viewers like act as spectators in their movie because they're on the edge of their seat trying yeah. to figure out how a character is going to get through a certain situation or how they're going to kind of unravel this mystery. And with Diabolique, I've heard of this movie because it's like on IMDb's like top 250. I feel like it's like a lot of people on Letterboxd have highly rated it. It's one of the highest rated older movies that I haven't seen. Ooh. And I don't know why. I, I think it's like availability is very weird. Like, I feel like it's on Tubi, maybe. I watched and it on like, Canopy. You know, yeah. And I think it's on like, HBO like, Max, actually. It's so. on HBO Max now? Okay. Yeah. Like, for me, it was like more of an availability thing rather than like, it's not It's not that it's not available. It's just that it's on these weird services and I don't want to watch it with ads. I want to watch it in high quality, you know. But if it's on HBO Max, it might be the right time to check it out. You know what I mean? That's right. And it just got added to Criterion, too. So, boom. Easy, easy access to watch this great film. Chris, have you heard of Diabolique? Not even, not not even a word of it. I didn't even, <laughs> okay. I, like, literally don't know anything at all about this movie. The poster's but, iconic. Yeah, poster looks so cool, though. Yeah. Kind of reminds me of, um... All right, it's going to take me forever to remember this movie. Then. Never mind. But um, <laughs> yeah, this like the what you said, though, is like really interesting. And I think like that it is kind of cool to kind of like, I don't know. I feel like for me, I feel like all of like I didn't really think of like jumping back into like older films, like from like the 1950s or 60s or what have you. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, that's probably just because I haven't seen the many, very many films from, you know, the the, the old good old days. But right. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, and I, I believe you. <laughs> what makes this such a cool gaslighting movie and stand out from what the rest of what we talked about is it deals and it deals into the psychology and the anxiety of the people who are performing the gaslighting rather the, than the people who are being received it. You know, usually gaslighting movies are people who are suffering the consequences of being gaslit, whereas this one's the other way around. You know, which is pretty cool in my opinion in my dang old dang old dang old opinion i don't know i don't know i like it's movies who cares yeah it's interesting the gaslighting all right let's go into round two over here so chris take us in your second film oh boy i'm excited for this one um well i'm trying to think what's the best way to introduce this movie um i would probably go about it by saying um this movie's not really a tragedy it's a comedy. Oh, no, no. Yeah, I picked I pick Joker. No. Joker. Joker. Yo. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, wow, I'm glad um, we started out the episode the way we did. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so, okay. We don't need to talk about, like, all the things that we've already talked about this movie about. Because, like, this movie's been talked to death about. Um, we've infamously had our conversation about it in our vegan episode with the great Mr. Kowalski <laughs> himself. Great vegan um, movie. Yeah. Yeah, great vegan movie, honestly. Um, yeah, uh, I'll just quickly go over it. It's a, it's a character piece about this guy named Arthur Fleck. Um, it's a, the entire thing is like a large, supposedly a larger think piece on mental health and trauma and sociopolitical martyrs and nihilism and all this other stuff. And we've had, like, we've all, I feel like most people who, anyone who has seen this movie, I feel like has had, at some point, a very extensive conversation about this movie and its representation of those themes. And, of course, this movie is very polarizing because of the way it does represent those things. Um, but if we're analyzing this film on a purely, 
gaslighting level. <laughs> There's a good bit of gaslighting that goes down here, you know? Like, um, Arthur Fleck is... I'm just going to spoil this movie because everyone's fucking seen this movie. Yeah. But, um, spoiler alert in case you haven't seen Joker. Um, Arthur Fleck is gaslit by his mother into believing that he is the child of Thomas Wayne. Um, which is eventually revealed to not be true. And it, that it really deteriorates his already damaged emotional well-being. Damage, um, you say. <laughs> damage, you say. Bring um, in Jared Leto, Joker. That's bring his in Jared Leto. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I guess that the only reason I felt like I wanted to bring this one up again, on top of because the meme that is Joker, is um, it. I think this movie really shows, at least among the films that I've seen, the darkest side of gaslighting in the sense of like it it really screws with like psychological health and i think that's something that this movie presents and yeah uh it might be a bit hyperbolic but definitely is representative of that feeling once a person is gaslit and all that and yeah joker the greatest comedy of 2019 Let's have it. Let's hear it. Let's hear it for Joker. Yeah, let's hear it. This movie's fucking funny. This movie's so funny, man. Like, there's the clown. Uh, Brandon, what do you about? What do you think about Joker? <laughs> it's a movie. <laughs> it's it a, movie. a movie. It's a movie. Uh... We we've definitely talked about this before, but I I love the fact that for in the world of like Brandon's like critique of movies. Joker is like the baseline. It is like the dead it's, center. It's yeah, like the middle. It's a movie. It is the most it's middle movie. It is a movie. It's so mid. It's just so mid. Like, I don't know. I just feel like it's like very on surface. Like, there's not a lot going on underneath. But that's just me. Um, I do think uh, it's a definite. It's a like you've definitely got something with that. It is gaslighting as a part of the movie. I just yeah. don't think it's this like main focus. Like I feel like it's like a small piece of it in the middle that like kind of drives his narrative for sure. Like yeah. definite it does like definitely drive his character momentum, but it's more I I feel about like who he is as a person. Like it is a character piece rather than it is like a focus on the gaslighting itself. Not saying it's not yeah. there. It is because like that that plot point is integral into like his character's journey it's just very it's revealed very late on in the movie you know what i mean yeah to the mm -hmm. point so but that's my only critique of it being a gaslighting movie other than that uh i just think it's walking phoenix's like one of his best performances just because of how physically into the role he was but right. other than that i'm like not really into this movie <laughs> <laughs> well i mean spirited let's Very let's talk more about the gaslighting and sure there sure there's that more personal narrative but you could also talk about the way society is gaslit in this movie, you know? Sort of how it talks about mental health and, like, uh, the way uh, society makes people believe they're getting treated, but are they really, you know? Uh, you didn't think about that, huh? And then the Joker, he has to come out with the laughs and the dances and show everyone that we live in a society that, you know, Murray... You know, <laughs> I don't know. I can't, I, yeah, I, I can't, I, it, I, it's hard it's to talk so, about this it's movie. Like, about. it's hard to talk about this movie, especially now. Where it's like, like, what, like, I don't know what to talk about. Like, with this movie, like, we, like you can dissect its themes, like, to the end, to the end of the earth, but it's like, I don't yeah. know. It's a very, like, there's a lot going on For in this movie, which uh -huh. is kind of ironic because considering it's a very, in, like, it is a very intimate <laughs> yeah. character piece. <laughs> so it's like there it's a bit of a jumbled bag of a movie but like i i don't it's know it's a movie it, it is a movie and it's, uh there's gas it's a so funny it's, movie it's so funny it's, it's so yeah. funny yeah don't you love it when the, the the small guy watches joker murder somebody in his apartment that's so funny dude and then he can't reach the lock that's oh. so funny oh i dude that's I a classic joker when I, trick when i saw that movie when I saw that movie, I cringed. And when I watched that, that movie, up. quite frankly, I cringed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's my second pick, Joker. All right. I'd throw it in there. Come on. <laughs> yeah, How of course. You, you can't hit on that. Yeah, it wouldn't be an episode about gaslighting without <laughs> no, it the works. crime it prince works. of gaslighting. 
You know, and Joker likes Joker gas, Joker gas bombs, so that uh, ga- gas. All right, we're moving on. Brandon, what's your second pick? All right, my second pick, uh, it's another movie we've talked about before. It's David Fincher's The Game. Double stack, Game. baby. Oh, yes. Hey, Hell yeah. There we go. This movie is insane. Uh, it's the most insane gaslighting, like most large-scale gaslighting you'll ever see in a movie, I feel like. Yep. Maybe that's just me, but it's like no. the main plot of the movie. <laughs> it's like <laughs> this is a the gaslighting is a game, so it is fun, right? No, uh, it's Michael Douglas right? is ca- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's where Michael Douglas's character is basically forced to do this game by his brother, who who has like told him nothing about it, so he learns the rules as he goes along. And it's all this intricate, and I can spoil it, right? I can spoil this movie. Chris, have you seen it? I yeah, we watched it together. Damn. What? No, we weren't there. Chris didn't go. No. Okay, so then I won't spoil it. But ah! it's all yeah, don't for, spoil it. It's all for one thing at the end, and you're like, wow, wow. the lengths, the lengths yeah. you have to go to to manipulate somebody to do one thing that you could have done very <laughs> simply. Yeah. Insane. <laughs> i know it um first of all brilliant casting to cast michael douglas in this role like yes he is the, one of the best angry people in all of hollywood so which is why to falling have down this, is also a good movie i know i do have to see falling down i really want to um but the length that he is gaslit to the point of losing his goddamn mind in this movie is absolutely insane because like it's it's kind of like it's kind of like um malignant where it's like you don't know what is he's necessarily being gaslit about during this and neither does he neither does he right so you're what's so brilliant about this movie is like you're never one step ahead of michael douglas you're always with him trying to figure out the at the exact same point as him, you know? I hate it when movies like you're like, "Oh, okay, we found out this." I mean, it works sometimes, you know, for dramatic irony, but mm-hmm. in the in the case of a thriller, to have the viewer be on the same pace as the main character through solving this grand mystery is so satisfying, you know? Because yeah. then it pays mm-hmm. off just as much for you as it does for him at the end of the movie. And what a payoff that is. What a build-up so and cathartic. what a payoff. Yeah. Chris, you gotta watch yes. this movie. Come on. Yeah, With- I I mean, like, I'm looking... I'm looking... Um, well, first of all, when I started, like, looking into what movies I was gonna pick for this week's episode, I immediately thought about, like, okay, psychological horrors are probably... Or psychological thrillers are probably a good place to go. So I started looking at, like the works of like David Fincher or like Denis Villeneuve and stuff like that, who both of which I love their movies. Yeah. Um, and, but like a lot of them, I was like, um, like, does it fit? I don't know. Like Gone Girl has like a little bit of gas, like they, like Seven doesn't have any gaslighting. Gone Girl has like a lot of lying. I don't know if there's a lot of gaslighting yeah. other than maybe gaslighting the cops in Gone Girl. Um, Fight Club has a teensy bit. Um, a girl with Dragon Tattoo, I don't know. Mank doesn't have anything. Um, and like, yeah, Mank, I didn't... no, the biggest gaslighting of Mank is that it was like, like nominated so many times at the Academy Awards. That was like, that's movie. gaslighting right there. <laughs> Making us believe uh, that it deserved that. But the, um, yes, the poster of the game though is like, th- that's probably a pretty good representation of what it feels like to get gaslit. I mean, look at that. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Like your mind's the puzzle pieces into a puzzle. Yeah, that's, yeah. I think that's a, that's a great poster, but, I love um, puzzles. <laughs> Brandon does, does love puzzles. He but, loves his puzzles. Yeah, I, I haven't seen this movie, but I it's David Fincher. I'm more than certain it's thrilling. It's fantastic, and it's fun. Yeah. It's a fun it's ass movie. So fun. It's a, yeah. I would. I'd be so down to rewatch this movie again with you, Chris. Because like, Me just too. to see your, your reaction. I own it on Criterion. There you go. Bada bing, bada boom. Criterion. Alrighty. Uh. Chris, since it was a double stack, you get to go into the final round here, right? Final round, right? Yes, final round. Let's do it. Okay. 
Um, well, I covered horror with Malignant. I've covered drama comedy with uh, Joker. <laughs> just and, comedy. Um, what? He says it himself in the movie. He says it himself. Yeah, it's not it's a now a comedy. It's, yeah. com- it's a fucking comedy. It's, it's a fucking comedy. Um, so I'm going to pick my one of my favorite genres for my one, my last one. My favorite yeah. genre. Animation. Oh, <laughs> shout out to all of our shout animation to, major shout friends. Shout out to all of our animation Specifically Ben Kita. I know you're not listening, genre. but animation is such a good genre. genre. Yeah. Just like comedy, <laughs> just like horror, animation. Yeah. Not yeah. form. Um, so. <laughs> uh, I'm picking one of my favorite animated films ever made. It's a big one from my childhood. Um, it's The Lion King, just because classic. Classic <laughs> for me. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Before you continue, <laughs> I just got yes. a DM from Sasha, who's also animation major, just saying, I'm going to kick your ass. <laughs> no it's such a good genre you got horror romance drama animation come on that covers all the bases right there come on it's so good sasha's gonna cancel uh, <laughs> okay yeah whatever stacked um, is over man the da students are gonna come knocking on your door later the, um, yeah my, <laughs> we got one in this house <laughs> yeah um anyway lion king it's a classic for my childhood i think for a lot of people it is um, it's one of my favorite movies growing up just because like I it was I don't know it was one of those movies I just threw on a lot um, so it gets a ton of nostalgia points for me but I also really think the movie is really well articulated and it's really beautiful and uplifting um, very high end Disney renaissance in my eyes um, it is an adaptation of Hamlet so I think that's a good rep- that's a good sign of how much gaslighting goes on in this movie um, and yeah so um but in case you didn't know, this movie is about a lion who is next in line to be king, and his <laughs> uncle kills his father to take the throne, and blames the little cub for the incident, and therefore gaslight. Um, this is like, and I also did pick this movie because of all of them, this one has a of all of my picks so far. I think this one has a very optimistic ending, and kind of like has like a nice like resolution, and like kind of like says a big fuck you to gaslighting, which I think like none of my other movies have done yet. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, well, technically the end of Malignant, but <laughs> yeah. I won't say anything else other than that. But yeah, uh, Lion King, you know, like Simba goes through that whole journey of, um, like after having, like after Scar does that to him, his recovery process and him dealing with it, growing up, it's a coming of age through that and him kind of returning and becoming better because of it at the end of the day, even if he had to go through all this terrible shit to, to, in order to get there. But yeah, I honestly really just wanted to pick this movie because it's, you know, it is a classic from my childhood and there's, there's some gaslighting in there. So yeah, yeah, Lion King. I mean, this is a good example of gaslighting in the most Shakespearean sense, you know, because it's Hamlet. Uh, yeah, Lion King's a good time. It's very fun. Uh, I don't know. We, we've talked about this movie a lot on the podcast because, I don't know, it, it fits into so many categories. You know, it's a well-rounded animated film, those Disney movies. Uh, great cat. You know, I just I just watched uh, The Birdcage yesterday, and I just got a greater appreciation for Nathan Lane, who voices Timon in The, uh, in the Lion King. Uh, great actor. Uh, anyways. <laughs> uh Lion King, yeah, I very good gaslighting movie, sort of, uh, gaslighting of a kingdom, you know, with Scar's malicious plans. Be like, oh, now I am king. Uh, <laughs> what, <laughs> what are you doing, Brandon? <laughs> <laughs> All right, what do you have to say? You're so fucking. What's wrong with you? What's up? I think it's kind of funny that you think like, oh, you gaslit the whole kingdom. You gaslit one kid, you know. One kid. I think my <laughs> one of my worst, my biggest critique of the Lion King is the gaslighting in this movie. Really? I'm not even joking. Yeah, like I think it's the weakest like thing ever because it's like the stupidest gaslighting. He just believes it. Like he believes that it's his fault, and I know like it makes sense of the situation, but like if you're just thinking about it, right, you're like. All right, my my evil uncle has a scar on his face and is really mean to everyone and wants my dad's job and it's very clear, and 
he's gonna he's gonna ki- try and kill my dad and he see like you know like that's like it's like plain and obvious to me and the fact that like in the moment like simba's like oh i did do that i'm so sorry and then he runs away i think it's really funny i think it's a comedy i i, I, I will i i will agree with you brandon like even as much as i love this movie i do agree that like that is kind of a big leap and yeah. granted, you know, this movie's made for kids, so, like... Of yeah, course, yeah, of course. No I didn't read it like shit. that. I didn't read it like yeah, that when I was a kid. Yeah. But, like, but now... Like, I cannot believe that, like, none of the, um... What, what's the word? I'm like, lionesses? Like the, like, yeah, yeah, like... like bot- the other lions, like, all of them were like... Oh, okay. Oh, like, oh, okay. Like, Simba. I got like, they all believe that Mufasa and Simba just died and scarred this random dude that nobody hangs out with. Is just gonna like ascend, ascend the throne yeah. so quickly, and it's like I don't. Know. And then suddenly he brings in the hyenas, and everybody fucking hates the hyenas. So it's like, yeah, where the fuck did this come from? But yeah, I just there think is a Simba's lot of, like, really stupid. He's like really stupid, and that's it he's a child. Me. It's a yeah, he's a stupid child. So I said it, you know. <laughs> this, okay, simple. We need to have an intervention right now, Brian. You need to be nicer to children. All right, you need to be more no. patient with children. Chris, you, you should have told me the things he's saying to kids at Knott's Berry Farm. On his, well, he's always like, "Oh, but it's the end of my shift. It's two a.m." Brian, you are an employee of Knott's Berry Farm. You're supposed to play They're along not with children. the kids They're when not they make children. when they make gr- weird noises at you because it's the Halloween season. You play along with that. You don't just go, "Okay, all right." <laughs> That's what he did. A kid was trying to play with him. He's like, you and Bran's like, okay. And then, and then his friends, his friends, Chris, his friends said, God, you're so embarrassing to him. You, okay, like, let me, those experiences when you're a kid, kid, they scar you. You can't do that to yeah. kids, Brandon. You yeah, can't embarrass them like that. Like, oh man, I'm an idiot. No one yeah. <laughs> he was trying too hard. <laughs> Lord, this to put this kid in this place. <laughs> God damn you! <laughs> uh, that other kid who asked me to do his seatbelt, he's like, "Do you know how to do this?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I work here." So of course, you know Brandon, <laughs> they're children. You have to be paid. Oh my they're god! Kids. Why are the children out at two a.m.? That's my question. <laughs> Go home. <laughs> Go to bed. You're a menace. You're a straight up menace. All right. Uh, I do need you to be nicer. I will be nicer. Thank you. They please. Thank you. They paid a lot of money to be there. See, the Lion King still teaching Brandon to this day. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm glad we mentioned it just for that reason. Brandon, what's your last film, you fucking piece of shit? You fucking you. That's me. Stop being mean. I'm not, not a kid. You can't be mean you. to me. I'm not a kid. Good. Good. <laughs> you can't do that. All right. Uh, I'm picking a 2012 documentary. Huh? So, yeah, a documentary about gaslighting. Coney, uh, is it Coney 2012? That was Coney, a big gaslighting. Coney 2012. No, please, it's not. It's please, not. Please, it's please, not. Please, it's not. Ethan, can you please pick that for you? Like, get rid of your last movie. Just say that. So we can talk about well, that no, wasn't even a movie. That was just a thing. <laughs> Uh, is it on letterbox hold on what do you it's, it's on letterbox it's on letterbox wor- wait really yeah, i gotta log that hold on i gotta yeah, i gotta too. i gotta rate it all right well i've never heard of that so you've never heard of coney 2012 never heard of coney 2012 no where no, were no, no, you bullshit you wait no you didn't you've never heard of coney no are you serious really yeah Oh my god, an entire generation of people were like gaslit by this. Movie. Yeah. Alright, we'll tell you about this another time. Let's come back to this maybe after we're done with our picks and all that. Yeah. Brand, uh, tell us about your movie. Okay, so it's a documentary about a missing child, right? And they're trying to find this kid, and somebody sees this overseas, this like small man sees this. This kid's been missing for four to six years, and he's like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make myself look like this person. I'm going to teach myself English. It's called the imposter. Sus. Yeah. I didn't know they made uh, the Us movie. Sheesh. They did. 
years ahead of its time. Uh, and so this person gaslights the entire family into believing that they are a version of their their family member who disappeared long ago. And it's about that this one, the disappearance of this person and like where they might be, where they are now, to who is this person and why are they doing what they're doing? Why are they gaslighting? Because it comes way after the fact to the point where you see this person's like whole scheme play out. And it's a half successful gaslighting because some people believe it and some people don't. But this person claims that they have amnesia. And the way this story unravels, like you do not, you do not expect the twists and turns it takes. And that's why it's a good gaslighting movie because he's manipulating people. Whoa. Yeah, that sounds really cool. I mean, the fact that this actually happened makes it all the more terrifying, I think. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely want to check this out. It, it's 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 like sort of true crime, but it's like, I don't know. Would you consider it true crime? I'd say it's like... Is it a Chris, crime? You know that like? you know that documentary that you're talking about constantly... Don't fuck with cats. cats. That's the one. That's the one. Yeah. It's kind of like a similar style to that based on the trailer of Don't Fuck With Cats. So it it definitely does that. It does a lot of uh, interviews like uh, with people like face to face with the camera. I don't know what that's that. Is that like it's just like first person interviews, right? Interviews. I don't know. Yeah. 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 Whatever they're called. Whatever kind of interviews those are where they're like they're talking to the people after the fact. But then they also have like dramatizations of like what happens like in the past. And it's crazy. Why are you smiling, Ethan? No, it's not about this. No, it's about my next pick. Uh Oh, Uh -oh. Uh, did you just change it? Anyway, I think I just changed my pick. God damn it. Okay, but um. (laughs) I mean, this sounds really interesting, Brian. Like, I, I'm a big, like, I've recently noticed I'm, I really get myself into, like, true crime stuff. Um, even though, like, I don't know if this is exactly true crime, but, like, it nonetheless, is, like, it's of. like, it's like the way it's presented as, like, an engaging story, I feel like is, a, I don't know. I feel like there's, there's that whole conversation we can have about, like, how the responsibility of documentary filmmakers in terms of, like, authenticity and how they present it properly and whatnot. Yeah. But, like, yeah, still, like, this sounds really interesting. And, like, it's, well, it's only, like, an hour and a half long that's that's very digestible yeah it was on it's on pluto tv so if you guys want to watch it free with ads go ahead it's good it's good movie. <laughs> do it i don't care fucking do it i don't know go ahead see if i care no i definitely want to watch this that sounds like a really interesting documentary all right so i'm going to tell you about the film i initially picked for my third film so I originally did The Invisible Man, the 2021. I think that's a good get movie about oh, gaslighting. That's cool, pretty good. That's a very modern. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I got to pick Coney 2012 now. I'm sorry. I got to pick Coney 2012. No, I'm so glad you did. I'm oh so my glad God. You I don't know what I this movie is. I completely forgot about okay. that. Wait, okay. Can I, Ethan, can I take, can I have the honor of tell Br- Brandon yes, about Yes, tell this? Brandon all about it. Okay. So, Brandon, this is a this is a like a thirty minute YouTube video that came out in two thousand and twelve. Um, so it was when we were all, I th- yeah, we were all thirteen, maybe twelve, thirteen. At the we time. were. In, it was seventh grade. Uh, I remember. Seventh, this is going to be in the blockbuster yeah. that we're going to, right? Yep. It is a movie, so maybe it's it's but, on uh, Letterbox. It is still it's thirty minutes long. It's still on. It's available on YouTube. Yeah. Um, and yes, so Brandon, this movie is about a. Um, is all about drawing attention to this issue about this man in located in Uganda. Yeah, Uganda. In Uganda. Um, uh, his name is Joseph Kony. Now he's presented as this warlord, this criminal who's like abducting children and like raping women and like doing all these awful, terrible things and like you know like just completely tearing apart families and destroying the country and doing all these awful, terrible, just incredibly destructive things and so think about this movie being seen in the eyes of kids who are 2012 very impressionable 12 like 11 12 13 year olds right yeah like this was one of the first times i think that our generation or like a good number of people in front of generation rallied behind us a social cause 
you know? And like, there was this whole thing about like, you know, we gotta like, we gotta spread the word. We gotta make sure everybody knows oh. that Coney is like, is this yeah. fucking evil man. And like, we gotta, we gotta make sure that the UN knows that we care. And we gotta make sure that they're assigning resources to make this happen. <laughs> it was all a fucking lie. And we, all- <laughs> it was I'm glad I didn't fall for that gullible lie. Brandon, you don't understand. As a, a bunch of twelve-year-olds, this was the most passionate like anyone has ever been about anything. But it, man, it kids wasn't are just twelve. It wasn't just twelve-year-olds. Like our school <laughs> held a big our event school. for Coney Twenty Twelve. My school did that too. We had in this all- big event for Invisible that. Children. We yeah, Invisible yeah. Oh yeah, the, we. This is how we watched the documentary. We watched it in our theater, and they gave out Coney twenty twelve wristbands and shit like that. And we were in my world history class, and everyone's like, "All right, guys, we're gonna go on the streets at night. We got. I just ordered third, like forty Coney twenty twelve stickers. We're gonna paint the streets with Coney twenty twelve. Let everybody know, you know." So and you literally, are, you were gaslit. Literally, the next day, the dude came out as crazy. He was masturbating in the streets naked. And it just all went away overnight, just like yeah. that. I'm like, pure, I guess. It isn't, like, I must, like, I gotta say, like, it's, it is crazy. Like, Ethan, think about that. This was an international gaslight. Like, it my was, school did the I am so thing. shocked like, they did it at your school. Yeah. Dude, they did, like, this was, like, Ethan, we were literally, like, everyone, everyone probably knows, but Ethan, you and I live on literally the opposite sides of this planet. <laughs> yeah. Like, and somehow we, like... Our entire like social circles and everything were so rallied behind this idea. It is probably the greatest gaslight of cinema <laughs> to ever. <laughs> it is I always thought it was like I always thought because I had heard Coney twenty twelve, but I've never heard of what it was until right uh-huh. now. But I had always like, thought that Coney twenty twelve is like oh, somebody like ran as an independent party and their name was Coney and they were running for. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. Why is it Coney Twenty Twelve? It sounds like we're trying to elect this fucker. Like, <laughs> yeah. And like, no, but it was like... it was just. Like... Look at the poster for it on Letterbox. It's like the most centrist fucking like documentary ever. It's like the one thing we can all agree on, and it's like it's a donkey and an elephant like coming together. It's just like, yeah. oh my god. It's... And, like, the thing about this movie that I will, I guess, like, give it quote-unquote credit for, even though it's incredibly amoral, yeah. is that it it is, it <laughs> makes use of the film medium so well. Yeah. Like, it is so compelling. It is unbelievable how easy this guy convinces, of, <laughs> like, that, like, millions of people into believing this shit. It is, it's, like, this is, must be what it was like for, like, for, like, Scientology. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You don't trust everything you see on the internet. That's all but I was saying. But do you remember, like, yeah, what like, specifically we were, like, happens in the documentary? Like, there's that, his son. He, like, gaslights his own his son, son in the documentary. He's, he like, giving pictures of Coney. The... He's like, do you know who this man is? And do you remember what the kids say? He's like, is that the guy from the Star Wars movies? And he's like, no, that is Joseph Coney. He's a Ugandan warlord. And we're like... And all of us are like, "Oh my god, whoa, we got it! We wow, gotta stop I didn't, this guy." Holy I guess shit. I didn't fall for it because I wasn't I wasn't gullible as a child, you know. So no, because your school did nothing about it. Our no, school no, was like it was fake. Our school was pushing this down our throats and making us believe it, you know. Like, Is, oh um, can god. I like? Does I I haven't really looked into this at all since then. Like, maybe like. I don't know, but, like, so who is this guy? Like, because, like, Joseph Coney, I think, is technically a, a real person. Yeah, I think he's like, a real person, but I don't think I don't know. Was... I feel like there's there's more nuances to, like, what's going on here than yeah. just, like, what you see here. And, like, I, I don't know. This, this is a much, probably a much broader topic than we, the three of us, can wrap our heads around because it's probably a big political, social thing. But No, I just anyway, need to be this... nicer. I just got to be yeah. nicer to kids. I'm more understanding that they got gaslit. It's unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. but you can't. I'm. You guess, can't yeah. fucking pride yourself on this, Brandon. That you didn't fall for Coney 2012. You lived in fucking well, I... middle America, fucking Arizona. Middle America. I live in not the middle, No, middle of. I'm in the middle. I'm gonna say middle of Arizona in America. Like, come on. You knew. You knew the area yeah. lived in. You think they'd get? They'd even give a fuck about this. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. If they would have gotten carried away with it, Utah, I'm sure. I'm sure. 
Well, Wait, I was at you, a private school. Your school was the one that went to Panda Express for Chinese heritage, like, celebration. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they knew it was a scam. <laughs> they, knew, they knew it was a scam. <laughs> they knew discussion. it was a scam. They knew... They knew Coney was a scam. That's why. Yeah, this, might, think... this might be one of our my favorite conversations. Tonight on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, this is great. I can't believe we're talking about Coney on. The, I I didn't expect my night to go this way. <laughs> Me neither. We should watch Coney after this. No, I'm not watching it. I don't want to be gaslit, even though I know you're not going to be gaslit. Brandon starts believing it. Brandon starts believing it now. Wait a minute, <laughs> guys. Coney 2021. We, <laughs> we gotta do something about this. <laughs> Brandon, Ethan, you gotta, you gotta like put up like a Coney twenty twenty one poster for our thumbnail for the episode. All right. Anyway, yeah, I'm, I'll put, I'll put Coney game. himself next to our heads. Can we watch the game instead of Coney twenty twelve, please? <laughs> well, there, we could do both. Coney twenty twelve is only thirty minutes. Come on, easy, easy watch. Cry, make me cry. <laughs> All right. And that's my last right. film, Cody 2012. Very well done. I love that. That might be, yeah. Yeah. So, should we let's run Let's down? run down our picks one more time before we figure out this final stack. So, Chris, you want to kick us? Kick us? You want to kick us? Kick it off. Um. All right. So, my first film is Malignant, followed by Joker, followed by The Lion King. Quite a triple feature. <laughs> good good Halloween-a-thon st- triple feature right there. The Lion King. I can't believe we picked that for the Halloween-a-thon. Brandon, what are your guest line yeah. movies? The guest, the game, the imposter. All the. the all yeah. the is in front. And mine is Diabolique, the game, and... Corny 2012. <laughs> I have a, I have, I have a pitch. All right, pitch it. God. Okay, I think we have such a. Okay, first of all, what a mess of a like. None of these <laughs> movies have like anything to do with each other. No. But, but um. Okay, so I think we have such a broad range, so I think we can really jump in this. Obviously, we have the game. Which, correct me if I'm wrong, is that a psychological thriller? Yeah. Action. Yes. I don't know what is it. Yeah, psychological thriller. I think I really want to put Cody 2012 in here because I yep. think that is there's no way we're not putting it on this list. Yeah. yeah, and I think to follow that we should either put a horror film or Joker. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I film. I think Malignant. I think we should do Malignant. Yeah, I agree. I, although I although Diab- Diabolique gives like the you know perspective of the gaslighter, I think Malignant is more crazy deserves recognition i i think we sort of you know what that also does you know what that also does that preserves joker to make another appearance (laughs) yeah joker will return aquaman yeah we've done our we've had aquaman now no did you put cody 2012 in your movies you refuse to watch (laughs) you motherfucker No, we're watching it tonight. You can't. No, run, you I'm can't not, escape from this. I, yes, I, I can't. Can. You can't. Why? Me. <laughs> yes, you can. It's not all right. I can't. I'm not gonna watch it. I don't. I refuse to be gaslit on purpose. Here's what I'm gonna argue about: Coney 2012 doing what Diabolique does, <laughs> because after the movie, we do we do sort of see into the psychology of this filmmaker, like what the gaslighting did to him because of his fucking nude rampage out in the streets. That's what fucking caused, like, my school to just immediately stop talking about it, was when we found out this dude yeah, was fucking same. insane. And I think that covers Diabolique. Malignant does a lot of fun things, m- multiple layers of gaslighting, um, but in the horror sense. And then the game does it in a thriller sense, and a, it's also kind of But action. also on a big scale. It, but yeah, on a way bigger scale. And then we go to an even bigger scale... Jumping outside the frame of the film with Coney 2012. The scariest movie of them all. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Alrighty. Let's run down Stack's official gaslighting movies. (laughs) This has been such a fun episode. Uh, Final Stack. (laughs) Chris, do you want to kick us off with our first pick? Yeah. Our very first pick is a film that came out this very year. It was a James Wan film titled Malignant, a movie of uh, contemporary horror film that marries camp and horror beautifully, really reinvigorates the horror genre with this kind of 1980s funness, but also still serious enough that you can have, you can still be completely engaged with its narrative. Um, fantastic 
uh, fun and yeah, just a just a great fun lighthearted horror film that doesn't get made anymore, and I'm glad it exists. Yes, Brandon, what's our second pick? And our next film is doesn't hit as hard. Uh, <laughs> uh, and our next Sorry, film Nala. is The Game, uh, starring Michael Douglas. The largest scale gaslighting for something that's not really that big of a deal. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's The Game. It's great. It's a great movie. And by far, the largest scale gaslight we have on this list that jumps outside of the frame of the film. We have Coney 2012, the movie that fooled the world with this insane story. Not me. You lived under a rock in high school. Let's let's just be honest here. Uh, In high school. Oh, in seventh grade. Sorry. sorry, Today. (laughs) Today. You still live under a rock. Being mean to kids and everything. What's wrong with you? Anyways. It's funny. Coney 2012 is... It's just, it's something you had to be there and experience, you know? It's a, really is a piece of history that nobody really talks about anymore. That, honestly, just, it needs to go down to the books as one of the most insane predicaments of how, I think, it shows, it shows, like, the, how gullible centrists are, um, and the centrist ideology of sort of uniting together under peace to fight this common thing that doesn't even exist, and it was just it's insane and a big part of our our lives growing up like this is a cool moment for our generation you know we like all of us except for brandon we remember what we are doing during cody 2012 it's our 9-11 if you think about it (laughs) mentally whoa but yeah cody's calling (laughs) Oh no! Ah! Should we end it like that? Should we just end it, just end it like that? Just end it there. Just all of us scream. That's Brandon, how give it me started. a Give me a scream. Ah! Okay, now I can I can hear that from the other room. Chris, you give me a scream. I, I just I just I just got that. I heard that one. <laughs> okay, now right, I'm keeping this in. I'm keeping this in. That was so good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And cut. And cut. All right.